0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.
1: Kent Online News.
2: News you can trust.
1: This is the Kent Online
2: Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, September the 21st, and... We start today with an absolutely heartbreaking story about a 91-year-old great-grandmother who died in agony after waiting more than five hours for an ambulance. Well, reporter Chantal Weller joins me now with more on this story. Chantal, can you firstly tell us what happened to Phyllis
3: Hopley-Dodd because she'd had a fall, hadn't she? Yes, that's right. So Phyllis had fallen at St Winifred's Care Home in Deal. That was where she was staying. And in this fall, she'd broken her hip, but they didn't know that she had broken her hip until the paramedics got to the care home about six hours after the first initial call at 6.20pm.
0: Now, that ambulance didn't arrive until almost midnight and Mrs Hopley-Dodds passed away
3: just a short time later. You've spoken to her granddaughter. What did she say? So, Phyllis's granddaughter, Sarah Quinn, was absolutely heartbroken to see her grandmother in so much pain for such a long period of time. And yes, sadly, Phyllis did pass away within about ten minutes of the paramedics arriving. She also said that when she was sat with her grandmother who'd fallen and was on the floor, that she kept on asking where the ambulance was, how much longer they were gonna be, whether they were actually on their way, and she was just so upset and thought that no-one wanted to help her because it had been so long. Incredibly sad. And what is she calling for now? So Sarah's now calling for action to be taken so that this sort of thing doesn't happen to any more families because she said that her experience was just utterly heartbreaking and it was just sort of setting to see her grandmother pass away in such a horrible way. She wants the NHS to improve their numbers of staff, and she wants more to be done to improve the wait times and communication between the hub and the paramedics who are driving the ambulances.
0: Thanks ever so much, Chantelle. Now, we do have a statement from South East Coast Ambulance Service. This is what it says.
3: Our thoughts and condolences are with the family for their loss. We take all concerns seriously and are very sorry that due to a number of outstanding calls requiring a response, it took longer than is expected for us to attend this call. We would invite the family to contact us directly so that we can look
0: into their concerns for them in detail. Ambulance waiting times have hit record levels this year. In March, we told you how patients with the most serious conditions like strokes had been left waiting an average of 39 minutes that had risen to 42 in July it fell again to 35 minutes in August well if you have a story you think we should be sharing do get in touch you can email us it's news at thekmgroup.co.uk Kent Online News A woman's died in hospital after being hit by a car in Gillingham. She was in her 60s and was knocked down by a BMW on Saturday at the junction between the A2 Watling Street and Holmside. Meantime, a motorcyclist is thought to have been seriously injured in a head-on crash with a car in Sevenoaks. Emergency crews were called to the A25 Bradbourne Vale Road at the junction with Lambard Road just before 8 this morning. Aylesford Football Club have paid tribute to one of their players who was found dead after being reported missing. 20-year-old Jay Carr was discovered yesterday after not being seen since Monday. The club have posted a message on their Facebook saying, We are devastated to confirm that one of our club family, Jay Carr, sadly passed away on September the 20th. Jay and his family have been part of the club since the age of five. Naturally, our thoughts with his family and we ask that their privacy is respected at this delicate time Jay was a quiet lad off the field, but a phenomenal driver and ball winner on the pitch, always running. As a club, we were lucky to share some great footballing moments in his life, including a big smile on his face when he won the Under-15s League Cup at Maidstone and the proud moment seeing him collect his 10 Years of Service award. Jay will be sorely missed by everyone at Aylesford Football Club. He was and always will be part of the Aylesford family. Rest easy, Jay. An absolutely lovely tribute, I'm sure you'll agree. Grant King was Jay's team coach for the past couple of seasons. He's also posted his own tribute online, describing Jay as fiery, driven, hardworking and determined. Well, like the club, our thoughts are very much with Jay's friends and family. Now, there's been some positive news today for businesses in Kent after it was confirmed they will get help with soaring energy bills. The business secretary says there'll be a price cap on non-domestic electricity and gas prices. It'll effectively see energy bills cut by at least half this winter compared to what they'd been predicted. Well, let's get reaction from Joe James, who's the chief exec of the Kenton Victor Chamber of Commerce. I think everything is very
4: positive. Um, I think any support that we get for business um, is going to be greatly received. Um you know, the the one thing businesses have have been you know been kept them up at night, um, been absolutely alarming is is the increased utility costs. It has been crippling businesses. So I think that announcement today, um, is going to give some peace of mind to some businesses. Um, you know, finally the government have intervened, and and it's been long needed. But actually at how much in reality that that means. We're not really sure. Government send 40%. um, uh, What it will be, we won't know until the bills start landing in the door in October. But what we do know, uh, having looked at it, is that it appears to be putting the the wholesale price back to where we were at the start of the year before we had the big spike starting in in around May. And good that businesses don't need to uh, apply for this. It's going to automatically Uh, be be calculated on their next bill but you know in in real terms you know how how many more pounds am I going to save by this Uh, because contracts vary uh, business to business we won't really know that um, uh, until October but yeah it's definitely positive news much needed news.
0: Yeah and as you say contracts vary and obviously prices are still an awful lot higher than they they would have been say a couple of years ago so it's still going to be difficult isn't it?
5: Oh, there's no
4: getting away from it. It is still going to be a challenge, and it's not the only challenge facing businesses at the moment. You know, we we, we know that, you know, the other inflationary costs are, are really crippling business, um, supply chain shortages, supply chain costs, um, you know, I could just... People shortages, you know, we, we've spoken many times, you know, and, and you could just go on and on. Um, but, you know, th- this is a start. Um, but, you know, I think what the... It is a start. It's only for six months and then the government are talking about um, targeted intervention after the six months. But, you know, these costs, the, the, these costs after six months, uh, you know, that they're, they're going to be fine for those that, you know, that, that have got the intervention ongoing. But businesses, uh, the rest of the business community are still going to be faced with these spiraling costs. They're going to need some sort of support uh, go, going forward. And we've heard a lot from Liz Trust, Um you know, all through her campaigning, it was about business growth, it was about cutting taxes, you know, all all the things that everybody, obviously, a lot of businesses want to hear. But right now we're faced with, um, you know, business confidence dwindling. Um, And and I think what, what business needs now is to see a clear growth plan and clear plan of support. Um, and what actions government are going to, to take to mitigate the current impediments to growth? Because without a degree of certainty for the future, businesses won't invest, confidence will remain low, and despite this current uh, good news intervention, um, we won't see the growth that, that she saw, so, and we all.
0: We're also going to be hearing from the new Chancellor on Friday when he delivers a mini budget, and there are calls for businesses to get even more support then. It's because the owner of an Indian restaurant in Medway is warning thousands of people will lose their jobs unless the government provides additional support during this cost of living crisis. Bosses across Kent have met up to discuss the situation. Saif Islam runs the Sundar Roshana in Rainham and says the price of everything is going up.
5: We used to buy 20 litres oil, 18 pound, 19 pound. Now we're paying for 41 pound, 42 pounds. Rice, we used to pay 25 pound, now it's 40 pound. Everything, chicken, meat, onions, vegetables, everything price is going sky high. uh, We're guessing like we can see about 40% price uh, up. And uh, in this situation, we can't even change the menu price because uh, people wouldn't be able to afford it to go out and have a meal. So we're very concerned about uh, how this industry gonna be um, um, like, uh, survive because uh, we don't, if we don't get any support from the government, I think a lot of restaurant will collapse. And if restaurant collapse, every restaurant has like 15, 20 people working. There'll be thousands of people who lose their job. So we had a meeting last week, uh, all the restaurant owners uh, in Kent and everybody concerned about it and we sharing knowledge how we can survive, how we can get through this. But everybody, uh, one thing we agreed like we need government support immediately to get through this difficult time. Uh, Otherwise, there is no other way. There will be a lot of restaurants have to shut down and we don't want to because we've been running this restaurant for a long time. I'm here five years and people like running restaurant 20 years, 30 years, and after a long time is uh, uh, you know emotionally touched and people working and they supporting their family. And we have no choice. I think there will be thousand restaurants will be shut down. There's uh, thousands of people who will lose their job unless we get the government support. The pandemic lockdown, yeah, we had a difficult time, but the price wasn't like as much as it is now. And also we had government support. And somehow we managed it. But this time is I think uh, uh, some point uh, we can see is more difficult than pandemic because, uh, like I said, 40 percent prices rise and the gas bill, electricity bill, everything top of it is way too much. It's harder. It's difficult than pandemic. It's just a circle. See, it's one restaurant uh, like 15 people working one restaurant, and these 15 people, if they lose their job, the 15 people has their 15 family. So there has thousand people will be affected. So this restaurant, uh, like industry need a big help because uh, there's not only one restaurant owner will be affected there will be thousands people will be affected
0: as you heard there Saif is worried that restaurants could be forced to close leaving staff unemployed you can let us know how you're coping during the cost of living crisis perhaps you run a small business yourself We'd love to hear from you. You can comment on the stories online or get in touch via our socials. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Young children wrapped in blankets are among a large number of asylum seekers to arrive in Kent today. People wearing winter coats were seen climbing out of a lifeboat in Dungeness this morning. Nearly 30,000 have made the dangerous journey across the channel so far this year. Some sad news for you, a Labrador puppy that was rescued from a lay-by on the A249 near Sittingbourne has died. Achilles was found abandoned with his six brothers and sisters in a tiny crate behind a bin. The rest of them are doing well, but he was really poorly and passed away this morning. Staff who are looking after the dogs say they're devastated. Officers have given us images of two men they're looking for after jewellery was stolen in Canterbury. A number of gold chains were reportedly taken from a shop in Gravel Walk. You can see those pictures by heading to the website today. Now, the man in charge of overseeing policing in Kent has told the Kent Online podcast he's concerned about viral videos showing violence in town centres. It's after footage emerged of girls allegedly causing trouble outside a McDonald's in Maidstone and then a fight involving several men near the fast food restaurant in Ashford. Matthew Scott is the Police and Crime Commissioner. He's been speaking to reporter Abby Hook.
2: Well, of course, I'm, I'm naturally very concerned to see those kind of incidents um, taking place. Um, we're putting a lot of effort into policing our town centres better, uh, in particular we've now got the town centre team in Maidstone as well as a task force there who are working with businesses and others to prevent crime and anti-social behaviour from happening uh, as well as dealing with any problems which arise outside uh, local venues and working with those venues on that. So uh, in, in Maidstone again in particular we've seen crime numbers falling uh, in recent months thanks to the efforts of the police and again the money that we've Uh, been investing down there. We've also secured extra funding through the Safer Streets initiative to do work in Maidstone as well, which will lead to greater investment uh, in the town, which is really, really good news, uh, as well as other parts of the county. So um, we are investing in our town centres. It's it's a shame to see these incidents taking place, but the police have acted quickly. They're dealing with the suspects uh, and they will be out and about as they normally are to, to try and prevent this from happening again.
0: Are you seeing town centres in general in Kent um, declining
6: in safety? Are, are they getting worse? Have you seen a significant trend here?
2: Not especially, no. Um, crime rates have remained relatively stable uh, in recent months. And in fact, in many areas, they are coming down. Um, we saw a after the lockdown last year, we saw an increase in the number of people reporting uh, crimes, maybe those which were taking place behind closed doors during lockdown and taking some time for them. Uh, to come out Uh, and particularly we've seen continued rises in the number of domestic abuse cases which are being reported which does lead to an increase in uh, the number of violent crimes that we're talking about but we're not complacent about those things of course we want people to tell us about crimes that can be investigated and dealt with what I'm seeing is a more proactive effort going in by Kent Police to deal with those perpetrators of crime. We're seeing more people being arrested and our solve rates improving as well. So I give people that assurance that I've got a laser like focus on dealing with these issues and Kent Police are doing their best to deal with them as well.
0: Four arrests have been made in connection with both of those incidents I mentioned earlier and so far one person has been charged. Two men have appeared in court after four people allegedly had bank cards stolen at car parks in Tunbridge Wells and Pembury. The victims have all said they were approached by men with modified car parking payment machines, which kept their card. A 26- and 35-year-old from London were arrested after failing to stop for officers in East Sussex. Kent Online reports. A teenager's facing trial next year following the death of a 47 year old dad who was attacked outside a pub in Maidstone. Andrew loosely passed away in hospital last month after being knocked to the ground with a single punch near the Heron Hounds on Lower Boxley Road. An 18 year old's appeared in court charged with causing grievous bodily harm, but he wasn't asked to enter any pleas. He's been remanded in custody until another hearing in December. A court case involving a woman who made sexual abuse allegations against a Kent landlord has been dropped. She told police Fergus Wilson acted inappropriately at her home in Maidstone in 2014, but he was released without charge because of a lack of evidence. Well, He's been trying to sue her, but she's now been formally acquitted of perverting the course of justice. There's been a traffic chaos in part of Medway today as work continues to fix a burst at Water Main. Lower Raynham Road has been closed in both directions between Riverside Country Park and East Court Lane since yesterday. Emergency repairs are expected to last until tomorrow. The family of a young man from Ashford who died exactly a year after being diagnosed with leukaemia says not enough people know the symptoms. 27-year-old O.J. Brignall was found to have a very aggressive form of the disease. His mum, Michelle, has been speaking to reporter Gabriel Morris and says so she started to worry when he collapsed at home.
1: We were in the kitchen one day and uh, we'd just done food and drinks and he just suddenly sort of put his arm over the microwave and put his head in his arm and then just dropped to the floor. Um... He passed out, and uh, we we called an ambulance in, and they didn't seem too concerned. They didn't done all his observations, and everything was fine. They said, but OJ continued to to worsen. He was very tired. Um, I was checking him about every half an hour because he was up in his room, Um, and he was up in his room because he was actually sleeping. He was sleeping a lot, Um, and it was a case of just nagging and nagging to to try and get him to go up to the hospital, because I just just knew I needed to get him checked out. Um, We finally got him up there 10 days later, on the 23rd of September 2020. Um, And they did some blood blood tests and discovered uh, on the 24th at 11 o'clock in the morning, they told us that he had leukaemia, unfortunately.
2: And how did that feel?
1: Devastating yes utterly devastating and um, it was aml it was aggressive so we just tried to reassure him that he was a fighter he was very strong he he could fight this um oj didn't share my uh, confidence in the fact that he'd get but i mean to be honest i wasn't really confident um but obviously we just, we just needed to try and keep OJ strong. And
2: it was from being diagnosed to when he sadly passed away. It was uh,
1: that was
5: exactly exactly yeah. twenty exactly,
1: fourth <clears throat> yeah. of September, twenty twenty. He was diagnosed. Um, he came home on the twenty <clears> third <throat> of September on a come home to die package. Um, and we, by the time we'd got him into his bed and comfortable, it was eleven thirty that night on the twenty third, and he'd passed away at ten thirty three on the twenty fourth, ten thirty three a.m. So it was it was very quick. Okay, so um, now you're having a fundraising event in a couple of weeks. Why have you chosen to do this? You get to a stage when uh, when you when you lose your son, your daughter, someone very important to you. Um, Part of the process um, of being able to survive after something like this has happened is you you need a reason to get up in the morning. This is my reason to get up. Um, in addition to the fact that I have other kids, um, so um, and quite honestly, just being on that ward, just being being on that ward, and just. Hearing the groans, the moans—that just you can hear the suffering. You don't need to see these people. You can you can hear suffering. Um, it's enough for me to actually just want to do something. To want to do something to raise money for this charity. I I, I really really understand what these people go through.
0: Well, OJ's family are now planning to stage an event to raise awareness and funds for more research into treatments. Charlotte Martin is
6: from Leukaemia Care. So the main signs of uh, leukaemia are fatigue, um, bruising or bleeding and repeated infections. Um, there are lots lots of other ones as well. The main challenge really with the symptoms of leukaemia is they're, they're things that a lot of us, so particularly uh, with our British stiff upper lip uh, kind of thing, um, don't realize uh, that that they could be something serious because they're also things that uh, could indicate less serious illnesses um, and that's really why we're doing the spot leukemia campaign um, with leukemia uk this year uh, is we it, to try and it, it to be honest we don't really mind if people uh, don't know what leukemia is as long as they remember the symptoms could be something serious and they go and get themselves checked out with the GP really.
2: And I suppose that's the important thing the symptoms you described there could be the symptoms for you know in a dozen loads of different um things so I guess it's if you you know I mean if there's something um coming up repeatedly it's the importance of going and speaking to your GP.
6: Yeah that's right so um the message of our campaign is that um we recognise that it might not be serious, but all you need to diagnose leukaemia is, is just a full blood count, which is part of a routine blood test. Um, so leukaemia is both easy and difficult to diagnose. It's difficult to recognise the symptoms as being something serious. But if you do, it's really easy to sort it out.
2: So I think let's just go back to the, the actual real simple question. What is leukaemia?
6: Leukaemia is a type of blood cancer affecting the white blood cells. There are over a hundred different types, um, but you can broadly split them into two different types, acute leukemia, which comes on really fast, uh, usually within weeks to months and uh, is often fatal, unfortunately. Um, And then there's also the chronic type, uh, which is slow growing. But both of them, it's really important that you get diagnosed as early as possible so you get the best support and treatment. Um, And it is shown that the earlier diagnosed, the more likely you are to survive uh, to one month and 12 months after diagnosis. So it doesn't matter whether it's slow growing or comes on fast. Just get yourself checked out if you've got the symptoms.
2: And how common is leukaemia here in the UK?
6: Leukaemia is the 12th most common cancer. Um, and I think the most important thing that people don't realise is that it can affect people of all ages. People uh, who know about leukaemia often think about children. Um, But actually, uh, it's more common in people over the age of 65. I think uh, the peak age is 75 years old. So um, it's really important that everybody really is aware of the signs and symptoms, especially as you get older. Kent
2: Online reports.
6: A
0: Swanscombe man is urging people not to park in bus stops after he fell out of his wheelchair. Cass Peters injured his arm when the Arriva service had to park up and lower its ramp in the middle of the road instead of onto the path. He says the drop was too steep and is calling for more enforcement for dangerous parking violations. Plans to knock down a former care home in Deal and replace it with flats have been thrown out. Developers had wanted to demolish Grove Villa on Mill Road, but planners say the new designs didn't fit the character of the site. This is one of our most read stories today, a popular Kent pub, famous for its adventurous menu which featured foraged food and wood ants and sometimes even squirrel has suddenly closed. The Red Lion in Stodmarsh near Canterbury has been boarded up. People living nearby say they're shocked. The man who runs it has described it as a heartbreaking decision and is blaming a slump in trade and rocketing energy bills. An opening date has been confirmed for Kent's first Wendy's restaurant. The American Diner will launch in the Old Carphone Warehouse store in Maidstone Town Centre next Tuesday. It's one of 15 new branches planned across the UK and will also be delivering food through Uber Eats. At Kent Online today, you can take a look at some of the toys your children might be asking for this Christmas. Argos has released a list of the top 15 with bosses focusing on budget-friendly options this time around. It includes classics like Lego, Pokemon and Barbie, as well as a dinosaur bath toy and Paw Patrol truck. And finally, film crews believed to be working on a new Netflix series have been spotted in Kent. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of a large number of production staff who've been at Folkestone Harbour this morning. It's understood they're filming A new thriller series which sees a British teacher in Spain caught up in a supermarket robbery.
2: Kent Online Sports.
0: Cricket and England have won their first match in Pakistan since 2005. They beat their hosts by six wickets in Karachi in the first of seven T20s during their first tour of the country in 13 years. Ken Jordan cox is in the squad but didn't play in the opener. And staying with cricket, England's women will take on Sri Lanka in a one-day international at Canterbury next year. It'll be the final game in a three-match series between the two sides and takes place at the Spitfire Ground on the 19th of September. Tickets will be available next month month well that's all from us for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok and you can get access to the ad-free kent online premium site to do that you need to subscribe just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe
2: news you can trust this is the kent
0: online podcast this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group